Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Make sure you go to my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. You're going to want to go there because uh, you want to you want to vote for me for best podcast, not on the radio, on the uh, Orlando Weekly Best of Orlando competition. Uh, if you go to my website, Tuttle.net, there's a little banner there. And when you click on that banner, it's going to take you directly to the page where you can write me in as the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Sorry about the show being up a little late. I had a rough day yesterday. Just just tired of letting me down. Tired of people just, you know, not following through with plans and stuff, which kind of sucks. It really really does. Like I said, I'm 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 getting used to it. But I'm going to I'm going to have a fun show today. And one of the first stories I wanted to get into from our new news broadcaster, the Queen of the South, is a story about people being upset about Snow White or Sleeping Beauty being kissed without the consent of the prince. And I think we might be hitting that tipping point of us going too far to one side or the other. Like for every for everybody wants to be equal. And then what ends up happening is that we try so hard to be equal that we go one way, way too far. And and that's exactly what is happening with gender rights, in my opinion, in our country right now. Hey y'all, it's the Queen of the South reporting the news for the Total Daily Podcast. Have I got a story for you? Disneyland's Snow White ride attacked for kiss without her consent. I can't tell you the times that I've been kissed without my consent. Now, I am not a woman, so I, I can't tell you exactly how it's all supposed to go down, what women really, really like now. Now, I, kissing a woman in a workplace situation, yeah, without her consent, that is a big, big no-no. Now, if you're going out on a date with somebody or you're taking a woman out for lunch or for, out for dinner. I think women don't like to be asked to be kissed. I, I mean, or has it changed? Has it, has it changed that much? Because I know, like, before I met my wife, I know now when I'm dating, the, the, one of the most unattractive, most unromantic things that you can do is ask a woman if you can kiss her. Am I right or am I wrong? And, and women, if you're out there and you're listening to this right now, I would like to hear from you. Please give me a call. Leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. Or you can leave me an email, tuttle at gmail.com. Because it doesn't it take out all the spontaneity, the romance. If you, if you go up to the woman, it's like, 
hey, I need to know, is it okay for me to kiss you? And if so, I need you to sign here, 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 and here. Then I need to wait for my notary. Well, I am a notary, but I can't notarize a contract of my own. So I got to wait for another notary to come here and stamp this. And then I'm going to give you the best kiss of your life. Disneyland's revamped Snow White ride has become the largest target of cancel culture because it features the iconic kiss by Prince Charming that happens as she sleeps and without her consent. But let's talk a little bit about Snow White, all right? You know what, bitch? If you want to sit there and sleep, sleep. You know, that kiss is what woke you back up. Not to mention, Snow White was kind of using and stringing along those seven drawers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she had no intentions of having anything to do with the seven drawers. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like not even a hand job for uh, Dopey. No, it wasn't even getting that. So what I'm trying to say is, I, I really, really do think we're getting to a tipping point where it is going way, way too far. And now men, men are going to be the ones that are going to have to be fighting for equal right. Like, seriously, I'm not trying to go to extremes here, people, but I mean, that is exactly what is happening. The thing park in California. Hold on. Did the Queen of the South say the thing park or the theme park? Because it's not like she said, like, the thing, like, you know, the, the little hand from the Adams family type thing. It sounded like she said the thing park. The thing park in California opened Friday for the first time in more than 400 days since the pandemic started, showing off its newly revamped Snow White's Enchanted Wish ride. But it was immediately ripped in review that said the park should have reimagined the 1938 cartoon classic to avoid ending with the iconic true love's kiss that awakened Snow White. All right. I know that I may be going a little too far with this next statement, but ladies, once again, I would like to hear from you. If you were stuck in a coma because some witch gave you a poisonous apple to eat, and the only thing that could wake you up would be a kiss from Prince Charming. But, I mean, that's the only single thing that's going to happen. Would you rather him just kiss you? So you can wake up and go about your life normally? Or would you be like, no, no, no. I, I do not want anybody kissing me without the con uh, my consent. Even though it could save me and bring me out of this dumbass coma that I am. Because I fell for uh, a little scheme by a witch to eat a poisonous apple. I'm just saying, people, is that, is that how bad it's, it's becoming? how much women's rights, and, and I do believe that women deserve equal rights, but, but like, it, it, it's becoming really, really ridiculous. It just is. Harvey Weinstein fucked this all up for every man on the face of the planet. Sgate reviewers Kate Dodd and Julie Treman attacked the ride for including the kiss he gives to her without her consent while she's asleep. See, with cancel culture, there are so many things I want to say. But if I'm just going out on a limb here, I guarantee you these two women are, are hogs. They, they are straight up hogs. And you know that they're probably the freakiest of freakiest. You, and, and I'm sure that these two fat hogs, Julie and Kate or whatever their name is, 
have been to like mail reviews like Chippendales, stuffed dollar bills, have objectified men in a wrong way, but they're being hypocritical. They're talking about a fucking made up story about a man kissing a woman and bringing her out of a, a, a coma, I guess. That's, it, that's exactly what she was in. It is, people. But I guarantee you that these two women that are bitching and complaining are absolute hogs that you should be showing at the county fair. Which cannot possibly be true, love, if only one person knows it's happening. Haven't we already agreed that consent in early Disney movies is a major issue? The pair wrote on the site at the San Francisco Chronicle. That teaching kids that kissing, when it hasn't been established, if both parties are willing to engage, is not okay. See, I, I figured this out. You know, I was reading a report. They were talking about how the birth rates have gone way down. And everybody's like, oh, it's the food. It's the diet. Uh, it, it's the processed foods that are making guys sperm less potent. Women aren't as fertile anymore because of all the foods and stuff. No, it, it's not it. Because guys are afraid of catching cases anymore. And by cases, I mean, like, rape charges, sexual uh, assault. Yeah, I, I, that's just plain and, plain and simple of how it is. Because everybody is afraid now. It's almost like you need a lawyer before you even go out on a fucking date with somebody. It's hard to understand why the Disneyland of 2021 would choose to add a scene with such old-fashioned ideas of what a man is allowed to do to a woman. They wrote highlighting other changes to questionable themes and the rights. Don't forget to watch the Tuttle podcast on YouTube.com. Tuttle backslash T-U-D-D-L-E. That's Tuttle, T-U-D-L-E. See y'all later. It's the Queen of the South. Go big or go home. Now, I know that I'm kind of nitpicking here, but uh, the Queen of the South, you, you, you kind of forgot a D uh, and, and a dick. Or, you know, I, I might need consent before I can make a joke like that about my newscaster, the Queen of the South. But you did. You forgot a D there. But I still think you did a wonderful job, Queen of the South. I'm sure that I'm going to piss off a bunch of people with my comments, with my opinion on this story. But it, it's just the way that I feel. It is true. Guys, now I have to be on the defense. Like, like consent for a kiss. One of the most, uh, look, and I am not even a player. I am horrible with women. But I even know that it is one of the most unromantic things that you could do as a guy when you go out on a date with a woman, is ask for permission to have a kiss. It, it, it just is. And, and, and I will debate any, anybody about that until the day that I die. Going to take a quick break. Be back in a few minutes. Got a great interview with some great guys from St. Louis. Uh, go to their YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Duh Guys. D-A Guys. G-U-Y-S. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Great news, folks. You now have the chance to see the face in front of that sexy voice. <sighs> right you are, sir. The Tuttle Daily Podcast streams Monday to Friday on YouTube. Anything can happen at the Hobo Fish Camp. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, sir. That's enough. <sighs> okay. Okay. 
So go to youtube.com slash Tuttle. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell button so you're notified anytime Tuttle goes live. Good job, sir. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. This is an interview that I'm actually interested in. I, I mean, I'm interested in all, my, the, all the interviews I've done, but there is a very, very big comparison um, to myself and my next guest. Bo is joining me here, and they started a podcast or a, a YouTube channel back in March of 2020 which is about the same time that I started my YouTube channel as well as the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Uh, Bo, how are you today, Bo? I'm great, and I appreciate you having me on here and talk about it. I think, yeah, we definitely relate a lot um, in the type of stuff you do and the type of stuff we do and that, that whole creative process. And I'm excited to tell everybody kind of what that process is like. Now, Bo, what I what I like to do is like, I, I mean, I, I could plug all of your stuff, but I like to let my guests have the floor at the beginning of the interview because you know i could plug it all i want to but this mm -hmm. is your baby this this For is sure. your passion this is what you do so tell everybody a little bit about yourself uh it, now i take it blake is your brother yes yeah my okay brother. now how do you uh, uh last name how do you how do you pronounce the last name it's, yeah bomberito Bamarito. Okay, yes, cool. I see that. That see, don't say sir. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that goddamn old. Okay, <laughs> it's a force of habit. I say it's no, 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 no. Listen, I do the same thing. Where uh, see, this is a this is my next question though. Where where are you guys located at? So we're in St. Louis area. Um, okay, so. So, so you're, you were kind of probably raised like I was, you know, um, I always say yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, because <laughs> I'm always afraid that I'm going to get the back of my dad's hand uh, in the back of my head. Uh, so it's, it, it is like a force of habit. I even do it to people that are younger than me. So I'm just kind of busting yeah, balls a little bit there, uh, Bo. So, but tell people a little bit about the content and stuff that you and your brother are putting out. Yeah, for sure. So the guy started, like you said, in March 2020. And uh, it's really just based around our entire friend group. I think we we were uh, kind of been really close friends since high school and always been hanging around. You each got other a group kind of, of people, right? Like, yeah, it is, uh, it's a group like six to seven of us. Probably uh, we, we like to add more, get as many people involved as possible. Did you guys go to school together? We did. We all went to CBC High School um, in St. Louis together. Uh, most of us play in the basketball team together, too. So we kind of all like have used to like working together as a team, like doing that kind of stuff. Um, stayed friends throughout college, um, all that. So we kind of just basically it, it grow eventually. Like we're, we said, we, we're always so entertaining on the weekend, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, your typical friend group will say like, oh, we should have a TV show. But it kind of just kind of grew more and more. We're like, wow, looking around at other people, like we're doing a lot more, you know, entertaining, fun stuff than a lot of other people are. Well, let's just try it. So it kind of started in Mar well, March 2020 was a good excuse um, to just do it because there's nothing else going on with quarantine, right? So my brother kind yeah. of just started filming we started with just a basic like a trick shot video because we played basketball before we're like do some like fun basketball shots did that got a little traction just kind of grew from there we just started making videos you know each week um 
grew to a bigger, bigger following. Started off with, like you said, zero followers, zero subscribers. Now we're at about 2.8 thousand as of today. So hopefully that, mm-hmm. that'll keep growing a little more. But yeah, it's kind of, it's been cool to see how it's gone, you know, a little over a year now and kind of gained a following um, from absolutely nothing, kind of starting to kind of inspire people, um, just kind of show fun stuff we do and fun stuff that, you know, the, the city of St. Louis is about. I think St. Louis in general is known for a lot of negative things to other people. Part of Q, how is I always hear that everybody wants to brag about their barbecue, but everybody <laughs> says St. Louis has the best barbecue. Is, is yeah. it true? Like, I mean, it's when- up there. I'll say that uh, St. Louis barbecue is really good, but I gotta, I gotta appreciate Kansas City too. I feel like Kansas City gives us a lot of hate, but they got some fire barbecues as well. So I gotta, uh, both those barbecue, uh, Midwest barbecue is, is, is very good for sure. So why, why, why is that though? Do you think though? <laughs> I, I mean, why, why that area? Like, like here in Florida where I'm at, yeah. like everybody's known with the seafood and uh-huh. cause we live around the water and stuff, but <laughs> I got to tell you, I can cook some pretty, pretty bomb ass, uh, barbecue as well for too. <laughs> Hey, I don't, I don't know why it is. It, it, that's interesting. I think St. Louis in general is known for a couple of like unique food spots. And like they're, they're, they're kind of, a lot of people do talk about how good St. Louis food is. And so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's some good, there's some good food spots for sure. Not just barbecue. A lot of people say that Chinese food is really good, which is funny. I need to find like really a, in St. Yeah, Louis. Like wow. it's like a Twitter meme, like almost like everyone would be like, oh, you don't know Chinese food. So you go to St. Louis. Like they, they say it's better than China. I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know where these places are, but you guys got to show me these Chinese spots that are so good in St. Louis. Now, Bo, one of the things that I've noticed uh, at watching some of your videos, it, it really seems like you guys are trying to be positive, trying to make a difference, you know, and stuff like that. Is is that something that you guys planned to do when you when you guys first went on this venture? You know, I think we went in with kind of, not much of a plan. I think it was more just like we had to get it started in the first place, but that was certainly something that like was immediate thought of ours from the beginning. I think we're naturally positive people. And I think you see just a lot of negative content out there in general. And I'm on social media a ton. So I see it on Twitter, on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Man, so. the Paul brothers, I can, I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, I know that they're like on a different level, but you know <laughs> what though? It, it just, it kills me to look at some of the content that 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 is on YouTube now or just podcast related stuff and just some of the most mundane, dumb stuff. Yeah. And and you guys are getting people together. Uh, You know, one of the things that I liked a lot about your videos, especially with the basketball is, Mm. you know, in 2020, there was this division in America, you know, and and just the game of basketball bringing different races uh, uh, together, not racist races uh, together to be able to just ball it up and everything, I yeah. think is a is an amazing thing. No, it's it's incredible. And I got to give a shout out to the guy that kind of helped us start that in the first place, Devontae Friga. It was a big another big YouTuber. Um, that does like basketball, strictly a lot of basketball content and just kind of, you know, does that already in the first place. But we got him to come to St. Louis and set that up. And I think that was kind of like one of the turning points in our channel where we're just like, wow, like we really like brought hundreds of people together to do this, like just focus on basketball only and like this extremely negative time. And just everyone was coming up to us saying like, thank you so much for putting this together. Like you really made a difference. This is all just positive vibes, like great, a great time. And like, you just got to, 
it was cool to know that we were a part of that and they're like we're, we're responsible for bringing all those people together and just having you know show in st louis and like can do some amazing things if we all just kind of get together and, and work towards something right what is the most famous basketball player from st louis right now i would say um jason tatum because he's oh. Big on the Celtics right now. We actually play, his dad is, was our coach in college. Um, so we. Oh no, kidding! What, where where'd yeah. you guys go to college? Yeah, I mean, not in college. Sorry, high school. I missed. Okay, all right. But he was our yeah. He was our coach in high school. Um, and he played for our rival school there. So there's a couple guys from that Chaminade because that's where Jason Tatum went. Uh, Brad Beal um played there too. David Lee. Uh, and I think those are probably the most well known. Larry Hughes went to our high school. Um, and play with like LeBron James. Now, Bo, now, Bo. I, I mean, I watched some of the videos. Can I mean, you, you, you can throw it down, right? Like you can, you can dunk it, or <laughs> I like, can hoop I mean... a little bit. Yeah, I can, I can dunk too. I'm, I'm like six three. Um, got a little bit of bounces. It's slowly, uh, it's, it's waning a little bit as, as I get older. But I, I can. How, still how old are you? A little bit. I'm 25 now. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Don't even begin to start to tell me because I, I was a baseball player. I mean, I, I played some uh, community college baseball. So, um, you know, like I, I just turned 40 and I'm like, when I, when I hear people say, oh, I'm starting to lose some of my athletic <laughs> ability. But, you know, right now at 40, this is the best physically I've ever been in my life. You know, when the pandemic started, you know, because I, I've been working in radio for 22 years. And when I've been on these radio stations, they wanted all the content for themselves. So I was not allowed to have mm -hmm. a YouTube channel. So I started the YouTube channel uh, as well as the daily audio podcast because I, I do my audio podcast in the mornings and then I do a nightly live stream Mm -hmm. on my youtube channel and like i'm not like i mean i'm not too far behind i i think i just hit 2.4 thousand followers nice. but i mean i i mean i i i'm monetized now so yeah. i mean i mean that's really really great you know uh you know starting a channel and doing online content it's 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 a grind you got to be consistent because if you're not consistent, people, you know, the more and more stuff you put out there. And, and I think that that's what you guys are doing. Hmm. No, I really do. Yeah. Sorry, you cut out for a second. I don't know if you were no, 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 no. What, what, what I was saying is you, you just have to be consistent. You have hmm. to keep grinding. You have to keep putting uh, out content on a consistent basis. Absolutely. And I would say I heard another little nugget from another channel. I learned that you have to be consistent. We also have to be relentless too, and just kind of realize that, you know, you're going to put out content sometime that you think is really good. And it just doesn't get, you know, the following or the traction that you expect it to be. And yeah. just, but realize that that's not, that doesn't mean it's, it's a failure. You still have, like you still put out good content. You still learn something from it and you can take the good parts, you know, add from there. So it's all, it's all really a process and you have to be, yeah, like you said, very consistent post consistently so you can learn from it. And just like, you know, even if you have those moments you think are failures, they're really just, you know, learning opportunities. You can take what mm -hmm. you did, you know, maybe that was bad or wasn't received as well and get rid of that for the next video and then add the things that did really well. So it's just, you know, about that and saying, you know, no matter what, that's not a reflection upon me as a person. It's just, I put out one video that didn't do as well. And now, you know, the next video I do is going to be a little bit better. And I think that's kind of like the process you have to, then the mindset you have to put yourself in. Just you're, you gotta, each video is more of like an opportunity to improve 
as mm-hmm. a creator rather than, you know, I need to go viral here or else this is not uh, going to be a failure. Cause that's not a good way to, you know, mindset to set yourself up for future success. One of the, all right. So two things. All right. So one of the things I noticed about y'all's videos is that the quality, the quality is really, really up there. And number two, what is the most like the one video that has gotten you guys the most views? Mm-hmm. So that first, so, so your second question, the our last video that just dropped um, was a collab we did with De- Devontae Freya, another basketball player in Kansas City. So we went and played with them and, and the, it actually like went really well. We played like three games and the, the actually at the end of the night, basically there was somebody outside the park that drove around and gunshots were fired. So Ooh. we kind of clickbaited, like everything was safe. No one, no one was actually harmed. Everyone kind of got out of there quickly, but it turned into like, you know, the video was more focused on the gunshots fired at the parks. So everyone wanted to kind of tune in and, and watch what happened. So that video right now is getting the most views purely because of that. Um, and then what was your first kind of like, Oh, the first question is, is like, you know, the quality is up yeah. there. Who, who is doing, yeah the give, uh the the videography and the editing and stuff for sure. so blake i'll give all the, a lot of credit to blake there he does almost like 99.9 percent of the editing i'll maybe sometimes help him like clip up a video to make it like you know faster for him to edit but he's kind of a wizard at that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, and he's he he's always been good at it and that's kind of why he started the channel like in the first place and got us involved it's just he loved mm-hmm. video editing i loved being in front of the camera it was a kind of good mix up and then videography is actually it's it's um been a process we've tried to find different people within our friend group who want to record because that's just none of our strong suits and one of our friends now who's been in our friend group parker uh kind of took that upon himself in the last couple of videos and said he really loved it and like was good at it and we were watching those videos so now hopefully he'll he'll buy into that a little more and help us out you know recording on the videography side um but to that point we started just filming on our phones and i think a lot of people yeah i think it's has got to be you know perfect quality shot on like this expensive camera no just start shooting and then learn how to do that then you can kind of slow start to buy a camera like we just learned how to buy a camera i think like a couple months ago or just learned how to use that camera and now we're using that so the quality the video quality looks a little better but you can still do great videos still do great editing with just you know shooting on your phone see you but you also gotta understand that is uh, most of the people that are consuming your content are watching on their phones okay Mm. so everybody thinks oh i gotta shoot 4k 60 frames per second no you you really really don't because even being on youtube youtube's gonna dumb it down yeah because of you know the the data speeds or they're on wi-fi and stuff like that so i usually shoot all of my stuff in 4k and then just dumb it down to 1080 and 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 that seems like you know the sweet spot for me when it comes to some of the videos Mm -hmm. no yeah i think a lot of people get very caught up on that like side it's like you know i gotta shoot it in perfect quality it's gotta look this and good but like you said a lot of times it is dumb it down i'm not just like on the editing side so it's like easier for you to process but just for it's easier for your audience to kind of you know comprehend and understand you don't want to overwhelm them with things you got to make youtube videos you know super simple here's what's going on um here's what we're gonna do here's why you should watch it that i mean that just get them to watch the end of the video and then you're good like kind of the goal of like the youtube videos really to keep watching the end of your video then watch the next video and want to keep you know mm-hmm. one of the things that i like about you guys that a lot of youtubers and stuff don't on, don't understand because mm-hmm. 
I got this from working on radio is is cross promoting, working with other people like it, 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 it doesn't uh, you don't have to have beef with everybody. Why not just work with them? Like when I first started the podcast, because you got to remember, I've been on some of the biggest radio shows in Central Florida, nationally syndicated radio shows. And the first week that I started my podcast, I was like, man. I got 25 downloads today mm-hmm. and I was like, what am I doing? This, this is horrible. I was on regular radio and then it just started growing and growing and growing. And, and, and I, I learned I, every single podcast, I, if I can and be a guest on their show, I would. And, and, and I think that is something that a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, no, they really don't. I think that's always been a part of myself. I always like to be a lot more collaborative, even like in a regular job. Like I didn't like the whole competition. I was raised in a car dealer background. I didn't want to get into that because of how competitive it was with your fellow coworkers and that kind of stuff. So I've always loved to to collaborate with people. And I think too often a lot of people get into like the comparing yourself to other people when it's more like, yeah, you should get into like wanting to collaborate with people thinking, how can I help this person? How can this person help me? Because like you said, it's going to expose you to more people uh, at the end of the day to, to other, you know, other channels, other people that are, are already have this big following mm-hmm. and you can learn from them too. You can take a lot of cool things. So I think that's one of the best things about mm-hmm. YouTube is just how a lot of people love to genuinely collaborate with each other, you know, bounce ideas off each other and create these like, you know, lifelong connections off camera as mm-hmm. well. I think the last couple of collabs mm-hmm. we've done with people, we just shot another one yesterday. It's just like, we're generally bonding with these guys. We're like, let's mm-hmm. hang out. You know, let's go out together. Let's hang out on the weekends. Let's do some of this. Or let's bounce, like, you know, let's just text and do something that's not even involved with just creating content alone. It's like, that's the cool, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite parts about, about the channel is to the opportunity to connect with new people, you know, make those lifelong transformational, you know, connections versus just, you know, transactional. What can you do for me? You know, and how much is it going to cost me? All right. So, so like, if you, I mean, if you like to learn from other people, like here, I'll, I'll give you an example. If I, if I'm giving you any, constructive criticism um sure. you know i i've worked in radio you got to learn how to work the microphone and 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 when you're talking it sounds like you're talking directly into the microphone but i i could be wrong like you're turning to the side a little bit and in your voice it, it kind of gets like this you, you can hear the oh, difference yeah. a little <laughs> bit so so what i'm trying to tell you <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out because thank you, know, you for a lot pointing of people, that out. <laughs> no, a lot, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not trying to no, be a dick no, or anything. I'm serious, I'm serious. And no, I, I, it's just you know, you, you got to learn how to work the microphone. And and I, before we went on, I, I saw you on video, and I got to tell you, you, you got a, you got a great setup there, you know. But a lot of people just don't know how to work the microphone. You know, you can, you, you just want to be right up on it. You want to yeah. just talk into it, talk across it. You know, so so, but for the most part, I got I got to I'm really, really impressed with what you guys are doing. And and I really, really do like feel like you guys are going to blow up like if you guys keep grinding. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's just a matter of time. I think early on we were so focused on, you know, we got to blow up. It's just going to take this one video. It doesn't work that way. That happens. But yeah, it doesn't. And I don't really think you want it to. It's easy to say because once that opportunity happens. You know, there could be a ton of pressure. And if you're blowing up and not prepared for that, if you're not like, you know, have your stuff together as a channel, as a person, like mentally, 
for that blow up to be consistent now that you have this huge following, you know, you could just, you know, fizzle out just as fast as you blow up. So I think that, yeah, that's like you said, I think we, I truly feel we're going to blow up and like, I've like, we're, we're ready for that opportunity. We just got to keep grinding, keep at it. Um, at the same time, yeah, like once that happens, we're totally ready for that moment too. Like once we blow up, we're going to try to, you know, get even a bigger following. What can we do with that? you know, big audience now and to help, you know, further our still like positive message and stay true to ourselves at the end of the day. Um, One of the guys that I've learned the most about growing an online, like following is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Have, have you like checked out any of his stuff? I have not. I don't, I've not heard. No, that. Gary V. Uh, check oh, it Gary, out. Okay. I, that, Gary V. Yeah. That's all you had to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gary V. Like I, I, you know what, when, once we get done, I'm, I, uh, I'll stop the recording. I want to give you my number and stuff. Cause sure. I, I want to send you a link because he, uh, created this whole thing about how to streamline your, your social media, your YouTube, all of your online content. And I learned so much from it. Mm-hmm. because because it could become a little overwhelming at some point because there's just so many different avenues that yeah. that that you you go through twitter facebook instagram tiktok whatever it may be mm-hmm. no yeah it's it's definitely tough um i think the, like the one of the advice i got which is interesting if you're not into social media already which is nice because i already kind of was was just to, like find one you're good at and then try to get really good at that and then like don't and then grow it to the thing. next yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like take what you learn from there but tiktok is wild i started off not like getting mentally drained trying to go on tiktok but i knew it would be like good because so many people were on it and uh now i've gotten used to it now like the algorithm has gotten better and that's actually our biggest following now officially i think we had one viral tiktok that blew up from our kansas city video that i just kind of clipped together mm-hmm. and now we have over three thousand followers on tiktok so it's like that yeah so that's our big i guess our biggest platform technically even mm-hmm. though we do primarily youtube stuff now let me ask you so you guys were basketball players throw your stats at me your career <laughs> stats like what what were you doing like points yeah. rebounds assists like what position uh, were you uh, playing i was a wing yeah yeah i was a wing like a shooting guard small forward that kind of area mostly probably a shooter in high school um i guess at that time I, the most i really averaged though was like 10 a game i think we had a really good team we won state our senior year we had three no kidding d1 players i i went division three so we were all we had a stack team and i always kind of played really Who's the most famous player you ever played against played against well i played against jason tatum like i said um brad beal was a senior when i was a freshman um there's a couple other big big guys in st louis and then i went and played at, at img and played against uh donovan mitchell who is on utah now mm-hmm. um and i mean they smacked us like it wasn't even a close game so yeah. i wouldn't even say i played against them because like i didn't do much there but i think jason's probably the one that we actually went head to head against and like we i was mm. fully part of that i was a senior he's a sophomore and we would have you know a line at the door before we even got there you know 2 hours before the game started for those games so those were always like really exciting um but yeah so that i played in high school um once in high school then went to emory university um played there all all four years started my last two um i wouldn't say i was ever one that was like the leading scorer or like would like go off you know i i definitely had that ability but i was always kind of been known for the one that was like kind of the connector of the group mm. would be making the right plays being the right spots um that kind of little things that would they kind of add up um behind the scenes that people don't you know don't always show up on the stat sheet but stat sheet um, you 
yeah. You know, you know, you're talking about collaborating. I, I think, you know, like you need to try to do everything you can to reach out to uh, Rex Chapman. Okay. Yeah. I mean, have you, do you follow him on Twitter at all? I, or yeah, no? I think I do. I'm pretty sure I've seen a bunch of his tweets. Man, um, but I'm writing them down right now. I got you. He was a baller, like, like you know, played high school in Kentucky, um, went to Kentucky uh, in college. Uh, he's got a great story. You know, yeah. he played. He played on some great teams. Uh, got addicted to painkillers at one point, and 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 kicked that. And has been making a big difference uh, when yeah. it comes to stuff. And and he's got a great podcast out right now, by the way. Okay. So, you know, I think I think that would be a great guy. And I actually really do think you guys could work with him. I, I really yeah. do think he would because he's got like one point four million followers on Twitter right now. Oh, wow. So, um, I mean, he's he's got a he's got a really, really great story. Now, you know, living here in Central Florida. We have the Orlando Magic and mm -hmm. the Magic, man, we have gone through two times where we have had stacked teams that have made the finals. But being a small market team, man, it just it, it never lasts very long for yeah. these small market teams. Um, I got to tell you, that Shaq, the, that team in the mid 90s, which, mm -hmm. I, you know, you being 25, you probably don't even like. I mean, that, know that, Jack that magic team, Penny, yeah. Shaq, Dennis Scott, Nick Anderson, Horace Grant yeah. on that team. But then 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 we made it against. But we ended up running into Kobe and the Lakers, um, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, so, Dwight so, yeah, yeah, Dwight, man, Dwight. Man, God, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's it's just so frustrating to be able to see that team blown up twice the way that it has. It just. Ah, bleh. hey man, at least you have a team. We we lost ours a while back, and I'm dying to get one back in St. Louis. I think we have we have the uh, the audience for it. I think a lot of people love basketball in St. Louis, but we just I guess we don't have the market for it according to the NBA. But it's it's tough. It's more of a baseball town, though. It's more of a it baseball is. town. It definitely, yeah, it absolutely is. It's a huge baseball town, and I and I love that too. Never been a giant baseball fan, but I gotta love the Cardinals. Gotta love going to games because because of the fan base really and just because of that environment it, it, it's pretty incredible all right i i know everybody's gonna say michael jordan but like besides mm -hmm. michael jordan who would be your like if you had a chance to play a game of one-on-one -on -one with who would it be that's wow that's a that's a good one um i gotta say one of my biggest um inspirations it kind of has been stephen curry um even though he kind of like got way too mainstream for me i was a fan of him when he would play to davidson i loved that dude he killed it in the tournament yeah like i was an i was a day one kind of as soon as he started like getting to the limelight i was right like on like a huge Steph fan so i was i was like him and actually at Emory, my head coach was the assistant at davidson when he was there so he had he's like every like um like code or like the things they that davidson lives by like our emory coach taught us the same things i have the same tattoo as stephen curry does on his left on his left wrist like tcc which is like our code that we have so it's kind yeah. of funny that i would just yeah i think it'd be fun just to play one-on-one -on -one against him even though he'd absolutely destroy me uh, i would just be cool to have that that experience because he's one of the guys i've tried to pattern my game after and just kind of like my mindset in general 
let me let me ask you, uh, you know, a lot of people like always want to debate debate me on this. OK, yeah, the the game of basketball has changed so much from the 80s, the 90s until to what it is now, because back in the day, like when the Pistons were playing the Bulls, they they said if Jordan's in the paint and he lives, leaves his feet, he he's going to be on his back. You know, well, one of one of the things that Rex Chapman, the guy I talked about earlier, one of the pinned videos at the top of his Twitter was uh, no baby is allowed in the NBA in the 90s. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. Do you do you think like a player like Steph or or, you know, the players today could have like handled the roughness? Of yeah, late 80s. <laughs> nah. 90s. I get this question for sure. And I, I'm, I'm on Twitter too. So I see the arguments back and forth. I got to admit, I'm very biased because I'm, I'm, a, I'm on the, I'm on the younger side. Um, but I think absolutely, I think the games like the changed um, from like a rule standpoint, I think it's a lot more like three points. Like you based. can't check them with your elbow anymore. You can't, yeah. you know, <laughs> but you got to think of the other guys, like the people, Michael Drummer's playing against i mean you had these like what six seven big the men centers like, though the centers yeah. in the in the 90s like you had ewing robinson i mean you had olajuwon dikembe yeah. i mean jesus you got you had some big guys but i think you can definitely i think these guys now would be able to play oh lebron could games. play lebron could yeah. like lebron's <laughs> a beast like and you just gotta think like every as generations go on people get more athletic people get better at the game it's just a natural like thing like if people at, at this age are, are just more athletic they're more like have a higher basketball iq because they've learned from the people before them so there i i there wouldn't be you know a, a lebron a steph without the michael jordans without the people before that um and a lot of stuff. So I admit that, but I also think that this generation of basketball is the best talented, the, the best players that will be. And in 10 years from now, there's going to be better players in there. Right Wait, you don't think better. that it's watered down though, with, with all the expansion teams and, 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 and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you could say that, but I, uh, dude, I mean, even guys that barely are getting playing time in the NBA right now, I think they, they could be a problem in a, in a league that was, you know, 20, 15 years ago. I think they're just, that's how good players have, have gotten. Like they, people just get better. They get more athletic. That's just mm -hmm. how, <laughs> I think that's how, you know, generations and, and your yeah, evolution works, right. And, and everything. So yeah. it's just kind of, you know, that's kind of the way it is. But like I said, it's, it's hard to make the argument because, if, if if Larry Bird had the resources that are available, you know now than they had twenty years ago. I mean, he could. There's no telling how good he could he could be. What you know, the next thing could really good. So yeah, you know, Bird was, was the good. biggest trash talker out of everybody. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> thinks it was like, oh, how can the uh, the hick from French Lick be the biggest trash talker? But like he uh, he, <laughs> I, I one of my favorite quotes was. He got pissed off because he was like, man, you guys are showing me no respect. You guys are guarding me with a white guy today. <laughs> uh, I, I thought I thought that was one of the best ones. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, grow, growing up, uh, you know, my dad's family is from Gainesville. Mm -hmm. The, um, you know, Florida, University of Florida was considered a, a football team for the longest time. But Billy Donovan, you know, th those back to back national championships that they had there were were pretty, pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, those those are wild. I remember that was excuse me. That was one of the first college teams I was really following. I, I loved watching that that Florida team play. Corey Brewer, Joe Kim Noah, 
uh, Al Horford. I mean, they have they had some wild players looking back that are all in the NBA now. And yeah, Billy Diamond putting them all together. I mean, that was. I mean, you can't forget White Chocolate played for yeah. <laughs> uh, the Florida. Mike Miller played for Florida. Yeah, I mean, they 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 had a lot of great talent, and and a lot of people don't remember this. Those three players could have returned. They could have won a back to back to back. But I mean, it's just so hard to do. Well, Bo, I could sit here and talk basketball and all types <laughs> of good stuff with you. Once again, before I let you go, let everybody know how they can check out your YouTube page or, or any of your social media stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. So we're, we're the guys on YouTube is D-A-G-U-I-S, no spaces. Um, we're on YouTube, but we're also on TikTok, Instagram, uh, and Twitter. You can check us there. Our, just our main message is to spread positivity, say some cool things that we're doing, cool things about St. Louis, and just kind of get as many talented people involved in this as, as we can. We want to make it you know, the biggest thing biggest thing we can do so i appreciate you guys following us and and checking us out thank you for having me as well this has been this has been awesome all right bo i uh i uh hope you guys uh nothing but the the best success if you blow up don't forget about me you (laughs) know be like you know uh you know if i have to come up to st louis and and (laughs) look like an idiot trying to play some uh ball you know because i (laughs) i i I played you know, I, I made JV. I got to I got to, you know, be the equipment manager on the varsity. But that's about as far as I ever made it. I think like I said <laughs> baseball was was my deal. So, uh, Bo, I wish you guys nothing but all the, the success in the world. OK, thank you. Same to you. Orlando Weekly, best of Orlando. Write the title daily podcast in the category for best podcast not on the radio. Visit tuttle.net where you'll find a direct link so you can't complain that it's too complicated. And if you don't live in Orlando, no problem. If you're a supporter of the show from anywhere around the world, you can vote too. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Last segment of the day. Going to play another news story from the Queen of the South. It is a short. We all hear these stories about these random things that people sneak into jail in their uh, jail wallet. And by jail wallet, if you're a man, it's your BH. And if you're a woman, it's your vagina. And this woman obviously has a vagina. You would think so. But I just don't understand how some of these things they sneak into jail. Hey, y'all. It's the Queen of the South reporting the news for the Total Daily Podcast. Got a story for you. Inmate who smuggled a gun in her vagina sentenced to 10 years in prison. The funny thing is, is that people are always are shocked. Oh, how did she get that in her vagina? Uh, people, do, do you realize how much smaller a gun is than a newborn baby's head? Especially my head. I, I've always told people, 
I thought my dad probably was mad at me. Maybe was always tough on me growing up. Just because of my humongous big ass head. Like completely wrecking my mom's vagina. I'm just saying. So let's not act like this is some big feat. To be able to get a handgun in a woman's vagina. When you can pass out a pretty big ass baby. Like it's a watermelon through the uh, a size of a hole at the end of your dick. It, it just is. So this is not a really, really big, big surprise for anybody, in my opinion. A Missouri woman who smuggled a gun into a county jail by hiding it in her vagina was sentenced to a decade behind bars, a report said. Army Wilhite, 39, had pleaded guilty to sneaking the four-inch revolver into Boone County Jail on February the 14th. Think about that, guys. That That's only a four-inch gun. So this is not like it is a really, really big idea. I mean, you are taking a chance, though, especially putting a, uh, a gun up there, especially if it has bullets. You know that they're, like, how do you know, like, your clitoris doesn't hit the safety button on the gun, and then you got one in the chamber, like, you could shoot, uh, you could shoot a hole right through the top of your uterus, and you're done for. Yeah, you gotta watch out for that whole, uh, clitoris hitting the safety button, because I'm sure that's happened to a lot of women trying to sneak guns into jail. The smoking gun reported. The firearm was loaded with five rounds when Wilhite brought it into the lockup. Police and jail guards failed to detect the gun. How do you not see a gun? Which was eventually found by authority 17 days after Wilcock was sent to jail on a separate gun and narcotics charge. Wilhite admitted to having the gun during questioning, but she claimed she was holding it for another inmate. Other inmates in the housing unit, however, challenged her claim saying that Amy was in possession of the firearm. Uh-uh. I don't know what that crazy-ass white bitch motherfucking cracker talking about, but that ain't my pussy gun. Nuh-uh, no hope, no way, honey child. I, that pussy gun do not belong to me. Don't forget to watch Tuttle's podcast at youtube.com backslash Tuttle. That's Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E. See y'all later. It's the Queen of the South. Go big or go home. Thank you, Miss Queen of the South. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Don't forget, go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tunnel. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that bell button because when you hit that bell button, you're going to be alerted to any time I go live or put up any new content. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hope you guys stay safe and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, and pocketpairclub.com. Special thanks to show producer Vulture and co-host Sirach. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceover.com and The Little Cheese Show. Download and subscribe to The Little Cheese Show everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. You have something you want to say? Tuttle at gmail.com. 
or leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.